Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Gian. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, July 25, 2021. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Once more, we thank God it's Friday. And at this hour of Friday, we get together so that we may look together in the same direction. As I have been saying every Friday, we sit ourselves down, you in your corners and I in mine, to study, to read beforehand, and to reflect on the gospel assigned for next Sunday, the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So welcome once more to our Bible study online, which we have been legitimately proud to say we are on the first anniversary of this, our simple but sincere and serious attempt to take a part, to play a part, however little, in the Archdiocesan celebration of the 500th year of Christianity in the Philippines. That is our little contribution to that grand celebration of this year 2021, maybe beyond. Anyway, so I repeat, welcome to this, our Bible study online on its first anniversary. We are now within the seventh, seventeenth week, next, starting next Sunday, seventeenth Sunday in ordinary time. And I repeat, different and independent from the usual and the traditional way, we try to read and reflect on the three Gospels assigned for this Sunday. Gospel of Saint, according to St. Matthew chapter 13, the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 11, and of course the second, the cycle beat Gospel this time according to St. John. We will be reading 
his gospel for several Sundays from now on. Chapter 6 from 1 to 15. So that is it. You have now opened your Bibles, I suppose, to chapter 13 of Matthew, chapter 6 of John, and chapter 11 of St. Luke. So now, let us first pray. God our Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read with hope, with faith, your word. Reflect on it with hope and realize it with love, following your only begotten Son, from whom we find uh, freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. In the name of the Father, and Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We shall now open our Bibles, and I kindly request Miss Janine Vestil to read for us the Gospel according to St. John, Chapter 6, 1 to 15. Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee, a large crowd following him, because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up to the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, Where can we buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because he knew himself what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred days' wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what good are these for so many? Jesus said, Have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place, so the men reclined, about five thousand in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had their fill, he said to his disciples, Gather the fragments left over, so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve wicker baskets that they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain alone. Thank you, thank you, Miss Vistil. And uh, you might be interested to know that this 
Gospel according to St. John is also found in Mark, in Matthew, and in Luke about the miraculous multiplication of the loaves of bread. This gospel, therefore, has a parallel text in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But we are now asked to read this gospel according to John. But I repeat, we have to lump up the three of them and uh, see a point of convergence among the evangelists and a point of relevance to our day-to-day -day life because that is what we intend to do. You see, the whole Philippines is celebrating the, five, the five, 500th year of Christianity in the Philippines. But since COVID-19 has been afflicting us in more ways than one, we have been asking ourselves, in spite of COVID-19, how can we let this grand celebration of the 500th year of our Christianity affect us personally? That's why we thought of playing this little part of a Bible study online. We would like to sound, I say this again, with a bit of difference and independence from the usual and the traditional. I have found a point of convergence and a point of relevance in Matthew's Gospel. In chapter 13 of Matthew, he has recorded three parables of Jesus Christ. The parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the priceless precious pearl as well as the parable of the fishing net. Now this parable of the fishing net has parallel text in, Math, in, um, in Mark and Luke. But Matthew alone, only Matthew has recorded these twin parables of the hidden treasure and of the priceless pearl of our Lord. And it is here I see a point. Jesus told the parable and tried to point out, first of all, the joy of finding, the joy of finding the hidden treasure as well as the finding of the priceless pearl. I stopped there. I know that there are many other angles. There are many aspects and many applications. But I chose this point, the joy of finding the good 
the true and the beautiful of the kingdom of God. That there is joy in finding God, His holy name, His kingdom, and His will. The joy of finding. Then, in St. John, we see that Jesus himself was very joyful to find food enough for 5,000 men to eat and to enjoy. So again, in the miraculous multiplications of the love of bread, our angle, our aspect and application is on the joy of finding food for the hungry. And in the Gospel according to St. Luke, we find the same point. Jesus, after teaching about the Our Father, said with a parable that you must persevere in your prayer. So ask, 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 and you will rejoice when you are receiving an answer. Or seek, 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 and you will finally find what is revealed. So, the joy of finding is what I love to focus on. The joy of finding anything good, anything true, and anything beautiful. The joy of finding the hidden treasure, for example, of a happy married life, as well as the joy of finding the happiness of a single blessedness. But more than that, I tell you, there is joy of finding the life of a priest in his ministry as well as of the religious vocation of a nun in her monastery. So that is one way of applying what we have reflected on and read. The joy of finding. Let us try to apply this. The joy of finding at home. What joys? As children, there is a great joy of finding parents, at least mother, at home, waiting, watching, and welcoming the kids back from school and finding them safe and sound. That is the joy at home of children to find their parents at home when they come home from school. Also, the joy of parents themselves finding their children safe and sound from COVID. The joy of finding 
peace at home. Peace that is anchored on truth, justice, love, and freedom. And the joy of finding not only peace, but unity at home. Unity in the sense that they may common those five M's of a happy marriage and family, as we have been saying. Mind, meals, money, manners, and morals. So there is joy of finding at home, not just a home that is a place to live in, but a home with people to live with, not just a beautiful place to stay, but a loving people to live with. So the joy of finding at home. The joy at work of finding work when at the job is well done. When the job is done well, like what the slaves in Cana of Galilee did when Jesus told them, fill the jars with water and they filled the six stone jars with water to the brim. They did not mantener. No, they did their best. That's the joy at work. Another joy at work when the supervisor is not supervising the employees. There are managers who, who are supervising their employees, but good manager need not do that. And good employees at work, they feel the joy of finding work when they do it to the best of their ability. And also, of course, the joy of receiving the just and fair wage, the joy of teamwork, the joy of finding work as a team to construct not only a mall but also a wall. Joy of finding in church on a Sunday or a day of obligation. The joy of finding togetherness in church with the living faith to find Jesus in his real presence in the tabernacle and the joy of finding Jesus as the real food and the real drink when we eat his flesh and drink his blood in holy communion. That's joy in church. The joy on a Sunday when you find yourselves prepared to go to Mass, therefore properly attired for Mass, and therefore punctual at Mass. The three Ps, you must be prepared, you must be 
prepared, properly attired, and punctual on time. So these are the joys of finding which I find at home, at work, and in church. And I repeat that what I said earlier, that in our individual states of life and lifestyles, there is joy of finding the happiness of a married life as well as, on the other hand, the happiness of a single blessedness. But more than that, I say this to us priests and to you, my dear sisters, the joy of finding the life of a priest in his ministry as well as the joy of a nun, the, the religious vocation of a nun in her monastery. So there you have, you can expand this idea of the joy of finding, especially at home and at work in spite of COVID-19 afflicting us left and right. Let us be affected therefore by this joy of finding at home, at work, in church, etc. So here we pause for some of your questions and reflections on this matter of feeling joy of finding you know, I believe, I sincerely believe that you and I have been feeling the joy of finding time and space for this, our Bible study online at 10 o'clock every Friday. There is joy of finding this day and this hour for this apostolate that we are trying to do. So there you are. There is a lot of time and space for enjoying what we have found. So here I pause for some of your reflections and questions and you may question the answers later on. Yes, Monsignor, listening to you and learning from you is such a joy. <clears throat> Good morning, Monsignor. Today's Good morning. study of the next Sunday's Gospel is interesting. To say the least, all about the joy of binding. May acts are there also killed joys at home? <laughs> I have tried to lay down the positive choice of finding. I know for a sad fact that there are negative choice, kill joys at home. 
You know what kills joys at home? When we children at home await the arrival of mother or father from work and we ask them, Ma, Pa, Unsamay inyong da? And they say, Ania, Lawas, O Kalag. If that's all they take home, that kills the joy of children. That's why I advise you to, whenever you are out of the house, you parents, take home the SSS of homecoming. Shakoy, Shumay, Og Supaw. And add smile. You come home with something for children to enjoy, or else it kills the joy. There is kill joy at home when there is silence that is very deafening because no one is talking to it to the others. There is kill joy at home when because of these modern gadgets, science and technology on communication, we do not talk to each other. In fact, what really annoys me is when we are gathered around the table and each one is looking at his computer or laptop and talking to people outside the home. That is killing joy. Uh, I tell you, cell phones are killing joys when we are together around the same table at home. Killing joy is when you, father or mother, who are working, when you come home and you take home the problems of your work, please leave at the doorstep your problems at work and the home is a home. The same, the same thing. Therefore, there is kill joy when parents are not willing to help children in their homework because that is precisely why they have a homework because parents are there to help them do it. So there are kill joys, I repeat, at home. Questions. Thank you for your sharing with us your reflection months. My question is at work, are there also killjoy? <laughs> there are also killjoys at work. One, when you keep on looking at the banded clock and see whether it is already time to go. No. The joy of working is to do the best you can irrespective of time. You know, I understand that there are some secretaries typing a, a letter of correspondence when they ha have written sincerely yours and the bell rings for Ofna, they leave the letter that way. Sincerely yours, no f sign, etc. 
But a good secretary will always finish the letter and have it signed before he or she goes out of office. Kill joys there are when you are not contented with what you receive. Joy of finding your wage just and fair. And I know that there are managers, there are employers who delay the salary and instead invest the money and get the interest thereof. That is killing the joy of employees. So at work we should try to see the dignity of work not at the type of work we do but at the worker. The dignity of work is in the worker the man or woman himself or herself. So there are also killjoys at work. That's why some, they go home, they grumble, they complain, and not at all happy looking for a job well done. Next questions? My question is, are there is joy of binding Jesus in church? Are there also kale joys when <laughs> we celebrate Sunday Mass? Of course, there are also kale joys on Sundays when we attend Mass. First of all, if we think that every church should be air-conned, There is kill joy when we do not come on time. There is kill joy when the choir sings all the hymns that only they know how to sing. There is kill joy at mass when the, the lectors are not proclaiming the Bible, the word of God. There is kill joy in church huh, when the presider is not presiding because he mumbles the words at Mass. There is kill joy at Mass when the sermon, sad to say, is airborne, we say. Kanang pisag humana, di lang gihapon muhonong. There is kill joy. I, in one church here where I say the Mass, I always watch the people coming before my Mass, coming out. They're not looking happy at all. Parang, when the priest said, Tapos ng Misa, Mingon sila, Myra. Instead of, the Mass is ended, and joyfully you say, Thanks be to God. But there are some who say, Tapos ng Misa, <laughs> Mayra. That's not good. We should try to recover the joys of finding Mass as the center and the circumference of our daily lives. 
in church, therefore, on Sunday. We should be a happy family. I know that there is the Filipino custom of gathering the family on a Sunday, but where? The parents and the children should be together to celebrate a family day on a Sunday, enjoying themselves. So the joy of finding togetherness of a family at peace with its other and unity with one another and making common those five M's. True. Joy is all around us during the Bible study. Thank you so much. That's right. That's what I expect. We look forward to this hour, to this day. And we rejoice in finding time and space in being here together with you. So let us continue to discover whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is beautiful that may affect us personally during this 500th year's celebration so that in spite of COVID-19 afflicting us, we may advance, we may change for the better. Gunter, my Monsignor. Good morning, Monsignor. It is good that Edgar has joined a Bible study. Will there ever be justice to kill joys at work when they delay and get interest from invested wages? I knew that when I was chaplain of the Associated Labor Union. Some employees were precisely complaining that employer pretends to delay the payment of just and fair salary just to gain the interest of a deposit for maybe a week, and that's not good. That kills the joys of workers. Yes, I truly found joy when I was informed and invited to this online Bible study and much great joy when I learned it was you whom I have missed for a long time since I had joined your Bible class with the PDDM sister. Thank you for this joy, Monsignor. Thank you too for trying to be with us. The joy of finding togetherness, as I have said, not just to look at each other, but to look together in the same direction. Samuel. Good morning, Monsignor. We're used to hear charity begins at home. Does this joy to finding impel us to extend our charity to others? That's right. 
it only begins at home, begins, therefore, it continues somewhere else. See? But the killjoy at home <laughs> may also be continued to, to, to others. When there is loud quarreling among pe parents, father and mother, mother, husband and wife, and overheard by the neighbors, that is killjoy, killjoy to your neighborhood. So by example, we should try to keep the choice of finding peace and unity at home. In convents too, in rectories, priests in a teamwork, two or three or four priests together, there must be joy of finding togetherness, eating together, talking to each other, studying the Bible together so that they will have a uniform theme for every Sunday. Not that four of them will be giving different sermons, homilies, because they do not study beforehand. The joy of finding this Bible study during weekdays, as mandated by John Paul II, now a saint in his Dies Domini, must be now imposed, must be applied, because this is a mandate, not just a recommendation, not just a suggestion. It is a mandate by the Pope in line with Vatican II. Lyle, Linda, Cinco. I found killjoy during the spiritual communion prayer and the parish choir sing at the top of their voice. We cannot feel the words of the prayer. Hope they will realize this. That's right. That's true. I have been warning my choir, the Divine Praise Choir, to always make it possible for the audience to read the text of the hymn and to sing songs that they themselves may easily learn and sing with them. Do not sing songs, hymns that you only, you only know. And the lectors, I say, please practice reading so that you proclaim the lectors or the, the lessons, the word of God. It's not enough to be heard. You must be understood in church on Sunday. May lang kaya mong mag-uniform, uniform, mag-tabon-tabon, mabilo-bilo pa. Unya di ay? So, there is joy. Joy is spelled now. Joy, Jesus, oh, only, why you? Huh? Jesus, only you. Munay joy.
there should be joy in finding a, a reading in an, an article of you know relevance to our spiritual life the joy of finding a good book for for reading the joy of finding a good genuine and generous friend that is the greatest joy for me of finding especially now when covid is afflicting us you should be affected by a friendship that lasts for long there is joy at mass when after the mass you are not left alone you priest you are not left alone but parishioners approach you tap your back etc etc and talk to you so after mass don't ignore each other no talk to each other manay kapait sa pare usahay ngayon magmisa mo diretso lang sa kumbento na mag-inusara dito hangtod sunod domingo that should not be communicate with your people The joy of finding a balikbayan, balikbayan person, who balikbayan, dilik a balikbayan box. You say, kill joy ni mo ang balikbayan boxman. Kewa may para ni mo. If I may say, the secret to a good reading aloud is having at the attitude that you yourself are trying to understand what you are reading it will be easier to be understood that way that's true practice first practice if you are a lecturer in church practice what you are ask task to do and that's precisely why the bible study has been mandated by Pope John Paul II so that not only the priest but everybody specially concerned with mass should be there on a weekday to practice to practice not only the homily but the reading the singing the serving etc to find time and space the joy to find time and space when we distribute holy communion we should be like Jesus in today's gospel according to John huh? only John has pointed this out that when he had multiplied the five loaves of bread He did not give them to the disciples and that the disciples would distribute to the people. No. In St. John, 
it was Jesus himself who distributed joyfully the bread to 5,000 men. And that is in St. John. And that means Jesus himself personally was serving with joy the hungry people. And if you want to reflect more on the joy of gathering fragments, those little leftovers of whatever we do, we should pay attention to them. But the joy of finding is a great theme that you can expand anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. As a lector, I always want to internalize what I read, and that is the secret of God proclaiming the word. That's true. You practice before a mirror or have a video of yourself so that you see on a video and hear yourself and criticize yourself and blame yourself for being what you are. And keep the same attitude of trying to understand at the performance. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very true. If only we try not only to communicate, but to be understood. You know what is most divisive in a family that kills the joys? Television. Because once television makes a sound, everybody is silent listening. You know what gadget at home unites parents and children and children among themselves? Refrigerator. The refrigerator is the most unifying gadget at home. So there was a, an initiative of the father he placed the television set over above the refrigerator. So that should be enough for today. And I pause to give you a blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And goodbye. This is the last Sunday of the anniversary year, Nato. Eh? The month of July will be gone and then we continue with whatever there is. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also 
to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 